I am an interdisciplinary, multifaceted mentor with expertise founded in experience and expert knowledge. But what do I know? But I think that that speaks to how selfless you also have to be as a mentor and a, and a leader. <laughs> because a lot of people mm-hmm. don't want that path to be duplicated. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to be able to go through that path and yep. to become a leader as well. Girl. They want to be the only one Ooh, with that. She out so <laughs> fuck here. Oh, Lord. Put it on pause. <laughs> this is But What Do I Know podcast with Chit Suzanne, a space for learning, for healing, and for laughter. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the But What Do I Know podcast. I'm your host, Chit Suzanne, and I just want to welcome you all to another episode. It is But What Do I Know Wednesdays. So we're here with another episode to get you through the rest of your week. (laughs) So if this is your first time tuning in and hearing the sound of my voice, thank you. Thank you for listening. Make sure that you are subscribed, you're liking, or leaving us a nice review on whatever platform it is that you listen to us on. And if you're already part of our podcast community, you're already in the know, mm-hmm. then thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back and having me in your ears every other week. And I know that you're already subscribed, so I'm not going to ask. <laughs> but yes, with that being said, I hope you guys are having, you know, a wonderful week so far. I hope that, you know, you are, you know, resting, you're drinking your water, you're minding the business that pays you, you, <laughs> you get me. <laughs> I hope that you are, you know, being productive and just, you know, taking time out for yourself. It is May. It's still a little chilly. COVID is still out here. But you know what? We got to be thankful. We're alive. We're healthy. You know, we're employed. We're taking care of our mental health. You know, taking little walks around the block. (laughs) It's the most excitement we're getting these days. But you know what? Just got to be thankful and take it day by day, you know? But yeah, let's go ahead and get into our clue and segment for this episode. So for our clue and segment this week, I don't have much that we're going to talk about. You know, I don't have a TV show that I'm going to discuss this week. I'm actually trying to catch up on Snowfall so I can talk about that in the next episode for you guys. But This week, before we get into our song for the episode, I just want to talk a bit about the vaccine. So, you know, here in the province of Ontario, the vaccine rollout has been, let's say, very gradual. You know, it's been very gradual. But, um, you know, as of late, individuals 18 plus are eligible to book appointments through the government of Ontario website if you live in a postal code that is considered a hotspot. You know, so I know it's been very, it's been sort of confusing to understand, you know, like, am I eligible? Where can I find this information? Um, You know, when and how are we doing hot? Because for a little bit, they were doing the pop-up clinics. Then, you know, certain age groups were not eligible and it keeps sort of changing and developing um, as we go on. So I know that's been confused. That's sort of been confusing for a lot of people. And that's something that you know, I was a little bit confused about too. So, you know, just to sort of help people out there that are sort of looking for this information, 
I will put the link to the Government of Ontario website in this episode description. So those who are interested in knowing, you know, do I live in a hotspot? Is my postal code in that region? You can go onto the Government of Ontario website and put in your postal code and it'll sort of let you know if you're eligible. One, you got to be 18 plus, of course. And then two, your postal code has to be considered a hotspot. So there's that. And then also, you know, if you're looking for, you know, more detailed information in terms of, you know, pop-up clinics, um, eligibility for vaccines being taken at pharmacies and so on. You can also follow this page on Twitter. I'm not sure if they have an Instagram page, but I know on Twitter they're very active and they're called Vaccine Hunters and their Twitter handle is at VaxHuntersCan. And they are doing the Lord's work. Let me just say that they are working harder than some of our government officials. They are working hard. They are on the ball like as soon as they are aware of an opening for, you know, eligibility or for a vaccine at, it could be a pharmacy, it could be a public clinic, a portal, they are on it. They'll post the information and it's accurate. I've been, I follow them on Twitter. I've been sort of following and tracking the way that they disseminate information. And it's very clear, concise, and it's accessible to people. Because the thing is, a lot of people, you know, want to get the vaccine or want to know more about how they can get it at least, and just don't know where they can find this information. So, you know, I just wanted to sort of share that with you guys. Again, I'm not telling you that you should or you shouldn't. I know it's a very sensitive topic and that's your call to make. That's your decision to make. But what do I know? (laughs) But I'm just here to let you know that these are the resources that are available to you. I will put them in the description of this episode. And then after that, the choice is yours to make. You know, I will say, though, that, you know, as we sort of progress in this vaccine rollout, it's just another step forward in getting to the other side of what life will look like after this pandemic. So, you know, that is definitely a positive. But yeah, that's that on the COVID vaccine information and, um, and you know, knowing the resources that are available to you and to us right now. Okay, so now let's get into some music for the week. This song is not a new song. Um, it's actually on WizKids' Made in Lagos album that came out late last year. I believe it was fall of 2020. But this is a banger. This one just always, always gets me in the mood. It's how I'm feeling right now. Like, regardless of all that's going on, you know what? I am blessed. So this is WizKid Blessed featuring Damien Marley. Let's go ahead and get right into this one. I keep it happy and I do what make me happy and nobody can deny me that I'm blessed. Self-preservation, self-elevation, these kind of these days deserve celebration. No hesitation, no reservation, go for the big leagues, no relegation. Let's celebrate life, kick back and take five, and give thanks to the source that create life. To see a sunset or see a sunrise And see my son born with these same eyes To see my son smile bright in every grey sky He's growing so fast, that's why every day I Give it 100, now stop at 90 Praise the Almighty, the Father and 90 Such a vibe, such a vibe Like, first of all, the saxophone mm, It's just like a nice relaxing, like, you know, you just want to, like when I'm cleaning, I have this on. If I just want to set the mood, have some candles, have my glass of wine, just dance to this. Like, you know, let let this music get you through the rest of your week. I promise you, if you stress, turn this on, you know, pour a glass of champagne, 
Turn on some candles. It's about to be a mood. Your stress will melt away. <laughs> I mean, that depends on what it is anyway. But yes, if you need a song, you need a track to just vibe out to, to get you through the rest of the week on a high note, definitely check out WizKid featuring Damian Marley, Blessed. On that note, let's get into our main segment for this episode. Okay, so this week for our main segment, we are talking mentorship. Woo! <laughs> um, I feel like mentorship is such um, a powerful thing. It's such a powerful relationship, a powerful resource. And so I just invited my dear friend and amazing woman doing great things, Stop Crystal <laughs> Hines, to the show. Um, yeah. Crystal is a social worker, a community organizer. She's also a consultant on the side, facilitating workshops, doing speaking, aspiring lawyer. Okay. Aspiring girl. Stuff, girl. Stuff. And and oh, the list goes on. Me. Like, guys, I, we could be here. <laughs> this episode could be me just listing everything she does. So go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, and of course I will link all her information in this um in this episode description so you guys can connect with her. But yes, welcome to the show, Crystal. Thank you. How are you, girl? I am so blessed to be here with you today. Oh man! Oh my gosh, I'm good. Let me just start off by saying, hey, like Chid Suzanne is it, y'all? Like <laughs> she is it beyond just being an incredible woman, woman of God, like businesswoman, urban planner, everything. She definitely adds a touch of excellence to everything she does, and I'm just super honored to be on a podcast that really wants to showcase the expertise. Um, despite the, the incredible, uh, incredibly creative name <laughs> yes. um, of, of women everywhere. And so I'm good. I'm good. You've definitely created an awesome space here. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. So before we get into our conversation, let's get into what we're drinking while we record. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a minute now, you know that to know me is to know that I love tea. So when I have some of my guests, my friends joining us, I like to share some teas with them. So yes, today... We are drinking, what are we drinking? Chai? I, I got chai. I got, I got chai. chai. Oh, we did chai together. Yes, okay, I like tea. to match. It's a nice okay. vibe. <laughs> and we're drinking them out of the but what do I know merch. Exactly. The, the, There's the no cup. better way to do it. Right? <laughs> right? She said all or nothing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's get into this conversation. All right. Mentorship. Crystal. Woo. Woo. Girl. <laughs> said it all. Walk us through your journey, girl. Where are you oh, right now in God. mentorship? Where am I right now? Okay, well, mm-hmm. if I talk about where I'm at right now, I feel like it. I'd be remiss to not speak about where I'm coming from. Of course. So go ahead. when I think about it, like mentorship has been an intricate part of my journey from start to finish. I think thinking about my childhood, um, you know, it's interesting because there are times in which I reflect on moments in my life where I needed a mentor, mm-hmm. and um, and then now where I'm at, I've come to define a mentor in so many different ways. So I think the first thing I'll start off is just shouting out God and just recognizing yeah. that He has been the utmost, first and foremost mentor, guide, supporter, facilitator of my growth and my journey, been and taking me places that no individual in close proximity has even seen me through. Mm -hmm. So I just want to honor God right now because he has definitely given me a revelation of like who I am, which has given me the confidence and the ability to lay hold of all of the things I now I'm able to do by his grace and power. And so I'm super grateful for that relationship that my mother, who obviously acts as a mentor for me, instilled in me in a very young age and nurtured over the years. 
but yeah, my story is very multifaceted. I think briefly, I grew up born and born and semi-raised in Toronto, um, Lawrence Avenue, West North York area. I moved when I was about mm, grade five or six to Durham region. And at the time it was, I moved to Whippy and I was the only black girl, mm. <laughs> only black girl. I probably count on one hand how many other black girls or black people were in the elementary school that I was in. And, you know, the area that I was in at the time, there was a lot of different gang violence happening and, um, you know, inter-community violence and things that were just really plaguing and want, weren't in a lot of parents to rightfully so want to put their kids in more safe environments. Right. Um, but also there was a lot of stuff happening systemically that made those neighborhoods that way, you know? So for me, I think the transition was really difficult and I didn't know that a mentor is what I was seeking out. I thought I just wanted like a safe space and safe haven. And over the years, I saw God begin to put people into my life and put people into my circle in the form of friends and teachers and coaches who later on in my journey turned out to be some of um, people I now call lifelong mentors and, mm -hmm. and coaches and things of that nature. But yeah, I came, um, you know, black, only black going to school, went through a lot of anti-black bullying, um, went through a lot of different things, um, went through a lot of like identity issues around, you know, being the only black girl in this space and having to deal with all of that. Um, and then obviously going through my own family stuff and, and stuff. And I want to say grade 10 is probably um, one of the first times I was introduced to um, a mentor. I don't want to say it the first time, but somebody who saw something in me that I couldn't see myself and who actively gave me the tools and resources to bring that out. Mm. And it was that was the turning point in my life, not just in my school in life, but in my life. I um, It was a presentation for Youth Philanthropy Initiative. I know it's getting long-winded. I'll be really quick. But uh, <laughs> it was Youth Philanthropy Initiative presentation that I had to do. And she ultimately, um, I at this point, before this, I was being completely rebellious, acting out, doing whatever. And But then I actually cared about mental health. And so that's what my presentation was about. And after my presentation, she was so inspired. She gave me 100. She put me in this competition. I went to semifinals. I went. I made it to finals. I didn't win the competition, but I won the heart of the audience. Mm. And it was a remarkable moment for me. From there, I started doing speaking engagements, public speaking, all at schools all across Durham. Became heavily involved in student leadership. You know, finished, graduated, became valedictorian, went to Ryerson, extensively involved in student leadership and student politics. Um, and yeah, that's you know now I am. I'm a, I'm I'm a I'm a businesswoman. I have my own business where I do consulting. Um, I'm a case manager for youth involved in criminal justice system. Um, I have my sister's keeper, which shit is also incredible research and innovation coordinator. Ooh, She's ooh. a part of. Um, <laughs> and I have some community initiatives and projects that I lead and co-lead with other members of the community. So I'm definitely wrap around in terms of my time. Hmm, girl. <laughs> and you still make time to mentor. Like mm -hmm. a lot of your work is mentoring mm -hmm. younger mm -hmm. people, especially women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. That, wow. Yeah. My, all my work has focused on black youth, women, and families, but all women for sure. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, do you find mentorship, like, is it, do you ever find it draining? Oh, my goodness. You know what? It's so funny because I think one of the things that I've, one of the things, and this is kind of where my sister's keeper comes in, that has halted, that, yes, I should start by saying there are times, yes, it is draining. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes you, you fall into the role of a counselor and a mom and a friend and a this and a that. And so naturally, you can only output what is inputted and you always point at whatever. And obviously, I read, I have self-care practices that I, continuously engage in but you know as somebody who is con ha has has had to um is a recovering over arch what is the word um not overachiever someone who um overextends uh and and has th those kind of proclivities I I definitely have had my fair share of like burnout when it comes to relationships but I think what has helped me in terms of nurturing relationships from a space of um reciprocity 
is right. understanding that mentorship is intergenerational. Mm. You know what I mean? And that takes off the weight because there's this, there's this, we, we oftentimes I think approach mentorship with this top down approach, like I am pouring into you and that's it. But my mentee is also pouring to me. You know what that's I mean? True. And they teach that's me true. things too. And I need to allow them to teach me things. I need to allow them to get close to me and to fuel me and, and act like, why is it that I'm only allowing, they're only sharing their stories with me and they're only sharing their struggles. I should have the confidence and humility to trust that this person could teach me something. That's actually really true. So yeah, so yes, definitely it has. But when I think once I shifted my perspective and began to engage my relationships with that different analysis, it changed the energy. You know what I mean? And it changed it yeah. and it became more of a relationship. And yeah. I like that. The focus on relationships. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So touching on that, is that sort of what differentiates between, I guess, like a mentor and a sponsor and a mentor and a coach? Because mm. You know, I feel like a lot of people blur those lines. Mm-hmm. I feel like I used to blur lines. I know we've, we've talked yeah, about this before mm-hmm. about sort of like, you know, what is the difference between the two mm-hmm. and so on. So or the three, I guess, if you're mm-hmm. looking at it, mentorship, sponsorship, sponsor and coach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, could you speak to that a bit? Absolutely. That is an important distinction to make. So, yeah, those are definitely three different categories. And I'm sure, you know, there are constantly nuances coming out. But let's 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 pinpoint them. So when we think about. Um, um, uh, let's start off with the sponsor. A sponsor is ultimately like they invest in you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They mm-hmm. sponsor you through opportunities, through putting you in spaces, in places, in front of the right people who are ultimately going to fund your vision, not always financially, but maybe through an opportunity, maybe through a relationship, maybe through an experience, maybe through a project proposal. So those are the people that, you know, uh, you know, a professor might put you on a research project. Somebody might literally pay for you to go to a conference you otherwise couldn't afford. Somebody may give you a job opportunity or put you in front of somebody who can give you a job opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. These people think it's like that's where relational currency comes in. You know what I mean? And so I think sponsorship is oftentimes rooted in that sense of relational currency. Right. But there is a mental mentorship component, but it's measured by the outcomes and the opportunities that I was able to avail to this person. Right. Like I sort of sponsored you in this way. Mm-hmm. What did you sort of bring back? Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I hope we, well, later on we'll talk about that, that, that lateral kind of re- reciprocity. But the coach, a coach is somebody I think who teaches you. Think about it like in basketball. And there's a really great documentary I've been, I've been watching and I, it's on pause, but it's, um, I think it's called top. Oh my gosh. I, pause. I don't remember the name, but it's about coaches. It's about leadership. Mm-hmm. And the common denominator, obviously, when we look at basketball, we look at sports, whatever, a coach teaches you a skill, right? Yeah. A coach, a coach refines your skills. A coach is there to build discipline and provide. So I, I look at coaches as people who are more build up capacity building. They're identifying a gap or area of opportunity to develop in your capacity and are actively um, coaching you and giving you kind of the principles to inform your work mm-hmm. while refining that skill set and building that skill set. So they're more interested in. How are you growing and evolving from this relationship? How can I, like the, the measurement, if I think that dynamic is more like, did you be, get from point A to point B? Were you right. able to, and consistently, and did I build a sustainable skill set or mindset in you that can be duplicated? Right. And if that's the case, then like that's, you know what I mean? And so I've done my job. Correct, kind of correct, right? right? right. And whereas a mentor, I think a mentor is oftentimes a wraparound of the two. But a mentor is a more lifelong relationship. That's like a person. A mentor, I think, sometimes often plays the role of like an informal parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't just need to call them when you need an opportunity. Or or like (laughs) when you need to just like get the skill set. It's just like, listen, I'm a mess. Like I need help. I need support. So, yeah, I think mentorship is more wraparound support. And I think mentorship focuses on the individual and focuses on like, what is the what is the essence of who you are and how does the essence of who you are play into your purpose? Yeah. And what and how does that play into the opportunity? Like I think a mentor actually helps you to discern 
the sponsors that come into your life, the opportunities that come into your life. That's a good I point. think a mentor is also somebody who can um, help weave out. Is this even a skill that you need to get? Why do you need the business coach? Why do you need, you know what I mean? And I oftentimes think mentors act as a facilitator between the other two. So, so yeah, I think more wraparound. Mm, that's a good point. Cause even the, with the whole like basketball mm-hmm. coach analogy, I feel like if you look at it, it's like you have those coaches for one, two, maybe three mm-hmm. seasons and then they're gone, mm-hmm. but you can have a lifelong mentor that you Girl, always, mm-hmm. Come on. you're always sort of checking mm-hmm. in on, or you're always talking to you. Mm-hmm. It was like, Hey sis, like, this is where I'm at. Yeah, a different season. Because yeah. I feel like with the coaching, they have a certain amount, mm. like they have a certain skill set for one particular thing. Yes. Okay. Come right? on. Right. Where a mentor, it's like they're not just there to help yes. you, you know, get fit mm-hmm. or play basketball. It could be for multiple certain mm. things, and I, of course, that then leads into the conversation of having multiple mentors for different yeah. pa- parts of your life too, right? Mm-hmm. But I just want to say because you made me think. Um, when you think about a mentor, I think another way we can even um, break it down even more is I think a mentor is just much there in the valley that they are on the mountain. Mm. And I think like yeah, you can say a coach and a sponsor might be too, but it's just like a mentor is really somebody who recognizes your starting point. A, a, a mentor sees you in seed form mm-hmm. and a mentor is actively preparing you and putting you in position and, um, you know, is built with. And I think this comes into like divinity and how we like alignment, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and putting you in a position to begin to go through these these other various processes. And I like what you said about seasons, yes. because I think I oftentimes say to the young women I mentor and, and young men and, and just all folks that I mentor, I say, you know, it's really critical in life to know the season that you're in to discern because you can't. If we all were wear winter coats in the summer and we're <laughs> and wear shorts and you know catch up in the in the winter time, we get sick yeah. because we're not dressed for the season. Mm-hmm. But a nice thing about a mentor, um, and uh, that being somebody who is a, a more seasoned person, is that they've gone through all the seasons and so they can help you prepare. But yeah. more important, they can help you better determine determine decipher what season you're actually in. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I like that. That's a really good point. Um. I feel like, so for me personally, and this is our, you know, but what do I know moment right now, mm-hmm. because I feel like I have a mentor for like, you know, my urban city planning, mm-hmm. that kind of work, because we have to sort of get registered. Yes. So I have a mentor helping yes. me with that. For sure. And I feel like I have a mentor outside of the workplace mm-hmm. that I still talk to that's related to mm-hmm. that. But now that I'm sort of like doing this podcast and thing and getting into like public speaking and wanting yeah. to like do that, I feel like I'm actually like dang, I actually need a mentor for this. Like, <laughs> yeah. it would actually be nice. Like, I want someone who can be like, okay, like, you know, this is how you sort of discern what guests are good for your show. For and sure. this mm-hmm. is how you figure out growth. Because it's not like, it makes a difference. Like, having someone that's sort of like been where you are now mm-hmm. to be like, listen, like, don't waste your time doing this. Mm-hmm. Do this instead. So what makes a good mentor, girl? As I'm looking, girl, what should I be looking for? <laughs> girl, this is a whole nother podcast yes. conversation <laughs> right here. <laughs> No, but honestly, we could definitely, we could spend time right now, but that that is a whole nother conversation because now we're getting into like alignment yeah. and purpose That's, and vision oh. and self-awareness mm. and like energy and vibrations. Like, woo, girl. The words. The words. Vibrations. Oh, I feel the vibration. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but truthfully, so there are a lot of ways to, to decipher. So number one is I think principally you cannot follow somebody who has never been where you're trying to go, Mm. okay? I'm going to repeat that. You cannot follow somebody who has been where you're trying to go, okay? But then then we have to break that down even further and say, has the person yielded success in the path that they pursued, right? There. Right? Have they yielded success in the path that they pursued? Because here's the thing, and don't get me wrong, there's value in both. There's there's, There's a dichotomy here. Number one is there's a, both people have gone through the path. 
one person was successful and one person was not. Mm-hmm. So that both of them are qualified to tell you what the path was like, but only one of them can speak to what needs to be done to get to where you want to go, mm-hmm. right? The danger of following people who have never been where you're trying to go is they will ill-advise you on a trajectory mm-hmm. that wasn't actually rooted in strategy, but simply experiment, okay? Yes, yes. And when we a bunch of trial and error. Girl, trial, <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's the thing. I get a mentor because I need, sh- not even shortcuts, but I need somebody who can lay out the land and say, child, I've been here. Mm-hmm. I've been there. This is how you miss the, the number. This is how you, miss-. it's just like when you're, when you have a tutor or when you have a, like somebody who's teaching you any sort of skill set, mm-hmm. I am here so that you do not make the mistakes that other people make. Exactly. I'm paying the, like, that's what you do. You pay for a tutor because you're just like, I can't afford to not pass this test. Exactly. So I need to make sure that if you are going to be teaching me, that I'm not going to make the types of trips and turns. And same way it is in a mentorship relationship, I cannot afford to go through life without vision, Mm. without purpose, without clear strategy. You know what I mean? And so I need somebody who has gone down the path, but you also need to be able to evaluate the person's outcomes. Yes. Right? So I say definitely say like, you know, evaluating the, the, has this person walked where I'm trying to go? That's number Mm. one. Okay, two, has this person yielded success where I'm trying to go? Number three is, has this person sustained or duplicated the path that they're putting me on? Mm. That, that is critical. Because a lot that I lo- I uh, met a mentor, my friend. She's um she's a part of this thing called the Matrix Legacy, and one of her mentors, Mr. Brian Byron Nelson, he said something about leadership. Mm. He said leadership in leadership, um you need to you he's no he's a he's a, you need to be the kind of leader people want to follow, mm. and you need to have a path that can be duplicated. If your path cannot be duplicated, then it's they're not a leader. And mm. it's so funny because my definition of leadership has always been you know kind of create and but or the measurement of leadership rather has been. Um, created an environment where other leaders can be born. You know mm. what I mean? And leaders, whether that be in the form of like, and, and one of my mentors actually told me a long time ago when I asked her what her measurement of a leader was, she said, um, a leader is not always a person. Sometimes it's a movement. Sometimes mm. it's an idea. Sometimes it's a vision. And she's like, and we sometimes become the servants of, 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 a, an, a, of the vision, vision. Mm. right? And so, and, and, but it's actually leading. So when I think about that, I think, you know, it's so critical especially when we think about generational legacy and intergenerational relationships. If I don't create a path that can be duplicated and sustained, then how, how can I, what's the point? How can we call this mentorship? How can we call it intergenerational mentorship? Right. But I think that that speaks to how selfless you also have to be as a mentor and a a leader, (laughs) because a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't want that path to be duplicated. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to be able to go through that path and to become a leader as well. They want to be the only one with that. here oh lord put it on pause <laughs> no but you, no but call it out you, go ahead it's true though because some people want to be the only one at the top girl i was talking to my homegirl the other day she's also a consultant and she um does she works for uh she works for a mental health thing with the private she was telling me you know there's this woman who was a part of a project and mm-hmm. she's a very well-known consultant whatever she was a part of a project and i guess um they seized the project with her and we're going to continue with someone else. And she's like, I'm not doing any of the transference training because if I can't be on this, it shouldn't continue. And I was oh. like, what? <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> but like you said, it's just like there are some people, I think it's sick when people are like, yeah. this system shouldn't continue if it's not without me. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Let me decipher. If people are stealing your work, if you created something and like, say you were like you, um, I don't know, you started a, a, you came up with idea, but what do I know podcast? This is your podcast. But even this, but like, and and you, um, 
you know, you finished and uh, or you you did something, whatever, and someone tried to take it or continue it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're still going to have a stake in it. But it's yes. like, I don't have to be leading it. Mm-hmm. I don't have mm-hmm. to be running this. But more importantly, this is what it goes like. Our work is bigger than us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Our work is bigger than us because if, if there are people connected to the purpose of that initiative, those people should not have to suffer because you did. Because, yes. And those people should not have to suffer because you left. Yes. Now, there's a difference if you like wrote a book. And now people are trying to steal it and patent it with their name and say you were never a part of it. That's That's different. different. That's different. But when we talk about continuity, Mm -hmm. continuity relies on sustainable systems. Continuity relies on training. It relies on um, transference. It relies on, you know, the ability to uh, succession plan. So I'm just like, there's never going to be an adequate justification as to why something should not continue simply by virtue of the fact that you can no longer participate in a leading capacity. So when we think about mentorship and we think about um, generational continuity and we think about, you know, the, the, um, the systems that are built around uh, uh, around how we move and how we mentor, we also need to consider, like, is this somebody who I can trust with the weight of this responsibility? You know what right. I mean? Do you understand the people connected to you? Mm. Do you understand the people connected to your vision? Because when I understand the people, like if I'm a business owner and I'm making decisions, I'm not just thinking about myself. I'm thinking about the people I pay. I'm yeah, thinking about the mouths true. that I feed. Yeah. I'm thinking about, so I can't always just make decisions like a regular person. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good point. Mm. Yeah. There's so, like, the, oh, mm-hmm. uh, when you when you look at it like a diagram, it's like, it's not just you. Not. There's so many people around you. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the mouths you feed, the people mm-hmm. you connect with, the people you're connecting other people to. Girl. There's a lot. So Girl. it's not a space to be selfish. Like, oh, it's me. It's like uh, people, people, because people want to put leader. People want to make a page and put CEO but, on their Instagram, and then like I'm the leader of this organization. That's oh my it. god! But like leadership isn't just in talk. No, I'm sorry to tell you, it's, it's not ma- right. And I oftentimes think it's it's you can oftentimes discern the effectiveness of leadership by the amount of people that came through it successfully. Mm. You know what I mean? Like wow, this person came from that organization. This person they started and. You know, and that's always my thing is I always want people to be and do better than they were when they came through me. You know what mm. I mean? I want people to say, I did that. And if I did something with you, you took it to another level when I left. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the vision. That's because that means I set a foundation. Yeah. And that as a leader is one of the most powerful and rewarding things that I could ever do. amazing mm-hmm. so speaking of instagram right mm-hmm. we're in a phase right now where social media is everything mm-hmm. you know especially with covid we're all sitting at home we're spending more hours on our phone mm-hmm. content creation is through the roof yeah, girl. Every, everyone is a content creator yeah. including us. <laughs> um do you think that people will feel like mentorship is not as useful like as we Ooh, go through covid is... and like post covid because if i can like like i get that there was google before mm-hmm. But now it's like if I can just go on Instagram mm-hmm. and I can just, you know, go on, you know, blah, 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 mm-hmm. mentorship page and I search it up and I see some content mm-hmm. and I get tips on certain things. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that will make people feel like, well, why should I even get like a mentor? I can get this information online. Mm, that's big. Like, do you feel like that's going to change? So, yeah, that, I think this is a really big question. I think it's really critical and huge. I kind of want to steer back a little bit to what good thing, what you look for in a mentor because they're that question almost acts as a catalyst to this one because there's mm. some things a mentor can give you that Google can't. Mm, you know what I mean? Preach. So even like finishing up that I, I that idea, I think like I think I gave one too. Number three, I would say in terms of what to look for in a mentor is you need somebody who has a vision for you. Mm. You need somebody who has a vision and a, a vision for you that is bigger than you and that, and that forces you to expand, 
right? So when you meet a mentor, you are an elastic. And when they expose the vision, it requires the elastic to expand in order to fit the infrastructure of what's being built, mm. right? I oftentimes say we are the architect of an infrastructure that is yet to be designed. But in order for an architect, and you're an urban planner, so mm -hmm. you know, in order for something to be built, there got to be people. There has to be a plan. There has to be a plan. There has to be a strategy, but there also yes. has to be a vision, yes. right? Because we're now we're investing resources. Now we're investing money. And more importantly, there, there's actual collateral damage that can be done mm -hmm. if this is not carefully designed. That's true. There are lives that can be at stake. So I mm -hmm. think leader, um, mentors also have to have vision. And that is an exclusive and I think very intimate uh, feature of mentorship that these other social media resources will never provide. Yeah. And so going into your question, number one, I think when we think about social media, and again, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but I think when we think about social media in this day and age, um, it has, it has one, number one promoted this like pseudo self. So mm. even when you are looking for resources and you are pursuing your goals and you are chasing life, you need to sometimes first stop, assess and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? Why do I want to take this training? Why do I want to follow this person? Why do yes. I want to call this my digital mentor? Because oftentimes it's connected to the pseudo self that I have created that requires these things in order to maintain the facade, but it's not actually intricate to who I am as a person. A mentor discerns those things. Mm. A mentor is able to say, but, but Crystal, why do you want to go to law school anyway? Mm. Why do you want to start a podcast anyway, Chad? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to, you know what I mean? So you start paying for all of these resources and all of these things only to realize like, wait, I was building off of someone else's vision. Right. And I have a friend, um, he, he's, he said that when I started my business, he was, he's a great friend. He, um, I would consider him a mentor during that time. He said to me, he was like, Crystal, if people do not identify their purpose, they will spend the rest of their lives um, working a nine to five in somebody else's. And I was like, Ooh. I was oh, like, that, hit that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I, that hit. And again, I think we always need to offer this disclaimer. There's nothing wrong with a nine it, to yes, five. Yes, you and yes. I both work nine to yes. fives. And I love my job. I, I love my right? job above me on and I know mm -hmm. you love your work yes so we're not talking about a nine-to-five job we're talking about a nine-to-five mentality yes we're yes. talking about there's a there, difference there are entrepreneurs who have a nine-to-five mentality and I think that's us <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> exactly right whereas like nine-to-five it seems confines you know yes. what I mean it sees my this particular work is restricted within these hours and yeah. spaces whereas we are like every part of my work whether I'm at the nine-to-five job or I'm doing the podcast exactly. is connected. It's connected they're not different they're not divorced and if I'm doing anything that separates itself from that we gotta mm -hmm. you know so um yeah so I think social media has definitely created like the pseudo self so I think we need to have a level of self-awareness that mentors provide a level mm. of discernment and, and introspection that they give us mm. um and I think number two is that social media and those we also don't, aren't able to vet them Right? That's true. You can't vet the sources. You can't vet a page. You can't yes. vet a page. And look, like, in the last year or so, I feel like there have been so many influencers who have been exposed yes. for fraud and yeah. for just, like, losing the integrity of their fault, losing the integrity of their mission and their motives mm -hmm. and have, like, hundreds of thousands of followers who have invested in this platform financially and by views and reshares. And it's like we were following a fraud. You yep. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so when we think about their mentorship relationship, yes. relationships help us to identify patterns and behaviors. Mm. Social media creates a filter to filter those things out. It's true. Right? Right? So that, that means if I'm going to have a digital mentor, how can I evaluate this person's story or the source? Yeah. And, how, and also, we all know 
people are not going to share everything on social media, right? Big facts. They're not going to share. <laughs> there is a very strategic, we're, we both do business. There's a very strategic marketing tactic of that course. comes with how to sell your story yes. or how to, how, to, how to take a narrative approach or how to be vulnerable on social media so your followers engage. Yes, that's so true because even the vulnerability that's shown to you mm-hmm. is a, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes it's a marketing scheme. It's a marketing scheme. I'm it's like, a marketing mm-hmm. tool. I'm like, oh. you, know, you notice they launched a product right after they right made after that post? Right after they cried. <laughs> I'm like, so we got to think about it and like how real, how raw is this? Yeah. And, and it's sad too, because I think there are a lot of lost people who really do need purpose and they need somebody mm-hmm. they can relate to, but they're not getting that kind of personalized connection yeah, that so comes true. in a mentorship relationship. Because shit, if I'm, if, if you're my mentor and you're pouring into me and I'm getting to know you, you have to know me. You have to assess me. You have to evaluate me. You have to like, and you have to spend time with me personally mm-hmm. to truly be able to speak into my life then i have to give you permission based on what you have demonstrated and your demonstrated ability to do that for me for this relationship to now have some reciprocity for there to be some right. exchange right if if you're mentoring me on social media and 50 other people nope. how how do i know your personalized right? approach you know what i mean <laughs> that's so, so that's number two the first one is the um the the, the, the first one is the um information the second one is the approach the the the, the source mm-hmm. um and the approach matters too you know what I think? I also think developing a relationship with a mentor forces us to evolve in a way that social media almost takes away from. Yeah. Right? That's a good point. I think when we think about building any sort of a relationship, especially with that of a mentor, we have recognized that this person is a vessel carrying something I can't access any other way. Mm. And therefore, I have to discern within myself, what am I bringing to this relationship, even if it is a heart of learning, yes. even if it is a sponge, yes. simply to absorb Just the fullness to and take the weight of what of wisdom that this person has been carrying that they're ready to give on to another. Gen- like, what am I bringing to this relationship and how, I'm gonna, how am I going to show myself worthy or how am I going to truly equally pour into this person um, and show them that I am worth the investment of time and energy they will now be given to me? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I think that's where the stretching comes from. Social media, all I got to do is pay $5. Yeah. All I got to do is follow you. All I got to do is reshare and you'll say, no problem. It, what? It severs yeah. the connection. It severs the ability to learn how to build authentic relationships. Yeah, that's so true. Right? Oh my God, that is so true. So many. So as we're stuck home then and it's COVID, people are looking for mentors, people are, you know, on social media. How can we find a mentor through COVID? We can't go mm. out. Like even for me, like I'm not doing like, we're not going to any networking events. I'm not mm-hmm. meeting new people. I'm not really mm-hmm. seeing the people in the podcasting industry or the urban planet industry mm-hmm. like that anymore. So like, mm-hmm. how can people find a mentor during this time? Okay, well, there's, I'm going to plug some scriptures here because Ooh. I'm thinking about, so, you know, one of my favorite in Roman where it talks about examine thyself, you know, mm-hmm. to show yourself approved. I'm also thinking about not casting your pearls to swine where we see that in Matthew. And I'm thinking about just the various verses that force us to evaluate what we're carrying mm. and in order to know, like it, it forces us to know our input so that we can evaluate our output. output. And right, it also right. forces us to t- discern our output so that we're careful about what we input. Mm-hmm. Right. So I actually think before we can say, how do we seek out mentors? Have I, how, how have I become what I'm looking for? You know mm. what I mean? And I'm not saying become the mentor, become the expert, become the this and that, whatever. But I think COVID has rightfully, and you know, um, unfortunately, there have been a lot of casualties in this pandemic. Yeah, real, yeah, right. We gotta honor that. Rest in peace with, um, and God bless the souls of people who have gone and passed through this time. Um, and then the 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 anti black reckoning that happened, yes. you know, with Ugh. across the nation, across nations, right? That mm-hmm. forced us to examine ourselves mm-hmm. and to really see what am I carrying and like how am I am and and like yeah, and even that second scripture about casting pearls to swine. 
Um, I should come back to that after. But I think COVID, before we can get into how we am, how I'm going to look for mentors during this time, it's like, who am I? You know mm. what I mean? What have I discerned about myself during this time? How have I taken the various ways that I typically would have engaged? Because I, I really do feel like it forced, to look, forced us to look inward. It did. And it really, somebody really did. I consider a mentor because I truly, I don't know Sarah Jakes Roberts, but I know her. I feel like, I just feel like we sisters and one I day. I love her. She's going to hear this podcast. Says, yes. Sarah Jakes, <laughs> you heard it here first. I'm going, you're going to be my mentor. Yes. <laughs> we're going to meet and we're going to go shopping. It's yeah. happening. Dallas, <laughs> Women Evolve 2022. Yes. Like, it's happening. So, <laughs> but I really love Sarah Jakes Roberts. Um, T.J. Jake's daughter and mm-hmm. Sarita Jake's daughter. She's incredible. Um, one of the things that she said in a video that I think really speaks to this moment, she said um, she was being interviewed by Stephanie Ike, who's a pastor at her church. And Stephanie asked her, um, and it's someone else, I can't remember, but Stephanie asked her uh, something about healing, why people fear the weight and healing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she said, I think people don't like healing or the, people don't like the weight because that time exposes you to who you really are. Mm. And I was like, that is so true because then we ask ourselves, like, there were a lot of breakups and makeups during COVID. There were. There were a lot of, like, a lot of things were aligned, a lot of things were disaligned. Yep. A lot of things were gained, a lot of things were removed. Mm-hmm. A lot of ties were severed, a lot of soul ties were broken, <sighs> and a Girl. lot of things happened. So I think all around, it, we have to ask ourselves about what are my current alignments? Yeah. Who am I currently aligned with and why? Mm. Let me take inventory on that first so that now when I'm seeking out a mentor, I can be more intentional. Mm. And then when we do that process, obviously the first thing we do is I tell people, go into community groups on Facebook. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good one. But go into community groups on Facebook, make a post. Hi, my name is Crystal. And be honest, I'm just here to look for some community during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. If there's anyone who's doing any virtual Bible studies or group chats or topics, I would love to connect with you. Or hey, maybe this is a time to develop more of a clientele. And now you have more of an authentic time to build... um, relationships because I'm not I'll use this lightly but I feel like some barriers have been broken in mm. terms of communication because we're all online but I also recognize being online is enough yeah, a privilege and therefore ex- a barrier yeah um I also think Instagram lives are really cool mm. a cool way to build mentors and build community and here's why because I think in addition to building like your your one-on-one relationship taking that relationship to a platform where you get to put on not put on display but I'll share with people what your mentor has done for you you know what I mean? And I think that also just naturally attracts other people to you and, and your platform and your story and things like that. Um, I think we did a we did a post a while back with MSK about how to um how to how to build mentorship relationships during COVID. Yeah. And one of the things that I always say is like, you know, number one, always research the person you want to connect with. Always that number two is identify something that you can pinpoint as to kind of like the unique, like why I want to connect with you. Send them a message. Be authentic. Can I have a 30 minute, one hour phone call with you mm-hmm. this time? I would love to talk to you about A, B, C, D. Make sure, give them at least three dates. You know, you want to be efficient. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let them know. Uh, and also always be clear about why, what you hope to gain from the conversation. Make it as accessible for them as possible. Once they confirm and you have that conversation, okay, I'm going to send you a Google invitation this time, this place yeah. on Google Meets, whatever. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. Number four, always prepare your questions in advance yes, and make sure your questions also closely align with what they can speak to, mm. right? Because I think a mentor is more empowered when they know this person has done the, the work, work yeah. to actually figure out what I'm mm-hmm. doing and what I bring to the table. Yeah. And therefore, they're taking, they're doing their due diligence um, to, to question me right now, right? And, yeah. and that's the, even myself, I get tons of messages on LinkedIn a day of people like, oh, I heard for you from this, I just thought, whatever, can we have a conversation? Like, do the work for me of just, like, at least, like, do a little bit of research on me. You know yeah. what I mean? Because sometimes <laughs> I've gone in conversations 
and I'm like, who told you about me? It's <laughs> like, I don't do this. Yeah. So I, and don't get me wrong, I end up saying, I do know someone who does this and yes, I'll gladly pass you on. You but them, it would just yeah. save me a lot of time from yes. having to do that if you would just be clear about what you're looking for and yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. But then also taking the time, it also makes me feel good that people like, you know, they recognize that I have something to give them mm-hmm. that's unique than all the other people doing what I'm doing. So do that, you know, and then always in that conversation. This is where the relationship comes because relationships do rely on reciprocity yep. to an, a, a great extent is how can I pour into and support the work that you are doing, mm. right? So not just how can you put me in, put me in a podcast or take me to an event yeah. or this, that, but job. what work are you currently <laughs> doing? Can, do you have an article of research that I could share? Are you looking for young people to speak on anything? Should I, can I share your network with people? Like, you know what I mean? Seek out to help build your mentor's vision as well so that they're, you're becoming just a part of their journey as they are about on yours, mm-hmm. right? Always follow up with an email and then stay connected with them. Don't only check on them when you want something. Happy holidays. Hey, just wanted to check in, make sure you're doing well, staying fed and oiling your scalp. Mm. Like, <laughs> for those of us who have it, you know? You know what I mean? So I think those are some ways that people can definitely maintain that level of connection during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I will say is creating your own spaces. You know, mm. I think one of the nice things about COVID is, um, uh, with all the other things that it's not, has been the unique ability to formulate our own spaces. I saw a lot of people like even this beautiful space for your podcast, like renovating their rooms and like changing things around and yes. like be, be just becoming yep. so much more creative or like, you know, weekly yep. wine nights with their friends. I saw some yep. of my friends, friends started a pillow talk. So she mm. literally is on her bed with a glass of wine with someone else on their bed with a glass of wine having a conversation and it's normal now, you yeah, know, like yeah. comfortability and self-care and relaxing has just become normalized. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, honestly, like speaking of comfortability and comfort wear, I don't think <laughs> like I haven't worn like a blazer in so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post COVID, I don't know what I'm gonna do because mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, girl, trust me, yeah, it's no, crazy. Even but, my, um, my stilettos have had a little bit of a break. You because... know, like I was like, damn, and I bought all these dresses for work because you know when it started, <laughs> I was like, okay, we're gonna go back to work in September. Right. And, you know, this is March. Like, let me get all these cute fall wear. Got right? the dresses, got the heels. I'm gonna slay right? in the office. Mm. Slay no. where? Slay where? Slay, who? Slay in your living room. Yep. Slay and Slay. On that Zoom call. <laughs> Yo, and yeah. it's so funny because now I just have to worry about the waist up. Like, yeah. The, way, the amount of speaking engagements I've done in sweatpants and a nice blazer and shirt. I'm like. Yep. You know. But, and you know what's funny? I'm not the kind of person to, like, I see a lot of people who just put makeup on for the day, whatever, to feel. I'm like, this does not bother me. I have no, I wear my reading socks all day in my house. Exactly. Man, I'm business. Yep. I'm exactly. relaxed. I'm good. <laughs> and when I do have to go out to the grocery store, I'm going to look good. Yes. That's the one. <laughs> I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out. <laughs> okay, you about to see me. She's a COVID queen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So let's talk about MSK, my sister's okay. keeper. Hello, hello. Two E's, not one. One, no. Intentional, baby. <laughs> you know? It's a peer-to-peer. Yes. Intergenerational, mommy. <laughs> um, so beautiful, amazing organization that you mm-hmm. launched last year. Correct. Right? 2019. You, 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you've been working on this, obviously, Correct. for time you've been planning strategizing and now we have a team put together which yeah i am fortunate to be on um we are fortunate to have you yeah so where do you see the vision for msk in let's say like three three to five years where do you oh see it going? oh my gosh well first let me tell folks what it is so yes. my sister's keeper is um my sister's keeper is an intergenerational and interdisciplinary mentorship hub quick plug kid is our research and innovation director and mm-hmm. she is Phenomenal. Mm. Phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. When I created that role, it was out of the necessity to ensure that all of our efforts were grounded in sound information and judgment and 
ultimately an analysis of the context that we were residing within mm. and uh, and landscaping and canvassing the kind of women we wanted to work with yeah. and the kind of communities we wanted to engage and yeah. the kind of change we wanted to impact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't you can't really create you can't really um, do until you know what's been done. Right. Yes. So I think that role has just it was birthed out of that need. And we have a lot more aspirations for it. But shit has just taken it to great heights and levels and she has helped so incredibly with our content wow, and Trina who is now yes, on the team as a research has done phenomenal yes. as her research coordinator y'all are just dope so I needed to quickly plug that but yes wow, thank you. in 2019 I launched my sister's keeper it was birth out of a necessity to really streamline the ongoing connections that I had with various young women in various mm. communities um, over time I, I'm like I said I mentor young women and I tell people that has nothing my mentorship is just my life it's not even like a part of any particular business obviously my sister's keeper now it's more formal part of that but I mean when I say mentor I mean like I, I'm taking these girls out for dinner mm-hmm. well, I'm, I'm they know they're coming to my house I'm coming to their house we're spending time together it's like big sister little sister kind of thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just building those relationships but I found myself overwhelmed like having and even talking about burnout is I'd have so many girls like just want to meet with me regularly and you know, they had different needs and I couldn't be everything to everyone. And I wasn't. I, I don't have all the expertise. Yeah. Right. And so I, I found myself then ha- hosting dinners and hosting like different events simply to bring these women together. And one of mm. my best friends, one thing she's always said is you are a connector. You're mm. very good at connecting people in your network. And I was like, I really am. And I said, but and, and I love that. I love giving people access to other incredible people. Yeah. So I was just yes. like, you know, and so my sister's keeper came born out of the need to really create an incubator to facilitate better connections. Mm-hmm. But as I started to grow and pray about it, God just started to pour and download so much more in me. And so we are an interdisciplinary, intergenerational mentorship hub, looking at women, particularly between the ages of 60 and beyond. 60 and beyond. That sounded so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we have um, three tiers that we focus within. They assault, they um, consist of all of the various generations from baby booms to millennials, etc. It goes 16 to 25, 25 to 40, and then 40 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that we have those three tiers is to be able to make sure that we're really honing in on and building a model that nurtures generational relationships from a systemic and community standpoint. Mm. And so we fold our pillars, our finances, relationships, and careers, providing women with the tools and resources to successfully navigate those spaces. I think in the short term, some of my visions were really um, focused on building My Sister's Keeper to be an incubator to facilitate these connections and to build the capacity for women um, and and, and sort of seasoned women alike. But then it evolved into, and this is where the next three to four years is, I want us to also become an incubator for research and data and, mm. and knowledge source for institutions and organizations to determine how can we better support women economically? How can we better support the transition and the growth women in the industry? How can we yes. better support women? in? And you know what? I remember I was watching this documentary, uh, Black Women, Black with Female Entrepreneurs. I think it was She Did That. Oh, so I watched that twice and I cried both times. I love Black <laughs> women. But um, <laughs> we are just great. So... <laughs> But I remember um, she said in 20, was it 2015, black women tripled their income by, I think it was 109% or something like oh that. Oh my God. Entrepreneurs. Wow. Right? A market space that historically we would have never had access to, been barred from, built mm. on the backs of our ancestors, mm-hmm. but we're barred from. We are now tripling. So That's I said to incredible. myself, yo, women are wild, man. We could do so many incredible things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and and marginalized women and um, black women alike, but... I think, you know, um, within My Sister's Keeper, I really want us to become something that both women can um, trust and institutions can rely on yeah. to provide sound information, to better develop programs, policy, le- legislation, um, 
other infrastructures and sectors that don't just try to accommodate women, but create conditions for us to thrive, mm. right? I want to build a world where all women are able to be successful. All women have access to wealth. All women have access to safety. All women have access to stability and sustainable lifestyles. Mm. And so I think in the next five years, I want to see us having research yes. as a critical component of our organization. Obviously, I want us to have an ongoing events. We are definitely, we're launching a website soon mm -hmm. where you can get your MSK membership. Yes, we do operate through a membership. It's going to be super amazing. You're going to have exclusive access to um, programs and activities. And we're going to plug some some partnerships. You're going to get discounts at certain places. That's the vision that God yes. is planting. We're, part, we're going corporate. Yes. <laughs> Woo. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited for that. So I think like to answer that question, yeah, research you know, connections, um, resources, money. Mm -hmm. And I ultimately want us to also get to a place where we can fund scholarships and where we could be a foundation and where we can like yeah. fund like entrepreneurs on the yes. come up. Right. Yeah, yeah. You like have an, an idea incubator could... startup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that vision. So what you're saying is I'm going to be busy with research. You're going to be busy, baby. Mm -hmm. you about Three, to five you... years. <laughs> Let's get you it. to build a building like this. Yeah. You're going to have to have the research center, center. for MSK. <laughs> Let's go. Well, now that you show me you can do this, I'll Yo, put you to work. She's about to put me to put work. Put you to work. <laughs> Add into the agenda, Naran. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no, that's amazing. Honestly, like, I, if it was anyone else saying that, I might be like, so, did you want to make that a little more realistic? <laughs> <laughs> but because it's you, girl, <laughs> let me just say, I have no doubts. <laughs> I receive it. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Like, I have no doubt. I know that you will oh, accomplish that and much more, man. Thank like you. you work so hard and you're humble in all that you do. So honestly, thank you for this conversation. Oh, like, thank you. Thank you for just being on here for sharing. Oh, girl. All that you have shared. Girl. girl. Stop. Stop. So, <laughs> thank you for being here. I, I like. It, went, it couldn't have gone smoothly for anyone else. You yeah. are. Oh. You, you made me feel really comfortable. And I'm so honored to be a part of your journey. You were part of mine. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So we're about to switch gears a little. This is okay. the But What Do I Know podcast. Mm. So, you know, we want to get to mm. know our guests a little mm. bit better. Okay. So, I am single. Yeah, I, I was, I'm about to get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm going to ask you four, four quick questions, you know, without thinking too hard. Just give us an answer. Okay, Crystal? Let's go. Without thinking too hard? Mm -hmm. Turn it off. So the first one is social media is best used when? Ooh, sorry, there was a glitch there. Mm. <laughs> so social media is best used when you can make impact and money at the same time. Hey, let's, let's get it. Keep it so real. Agreed. Uh -huh. Impact and money at the mm -hmm. same damn time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, now for the question. You were talking about that. Uh, I was just joking. I was talking about <laughs> my business, but ideal first date, baby. Let's oh, go. <laughs> Pettis, mm. take me out the country, baby. Yes. No. <laughs> no, but honestly, ooh. I'm such a creative soul. Like, I... Whew, that's a good question. Mm. My best friend asks me that all the time. Like, my girls, they always ask me that. I'm like, ah. Ideal first date? I think for me, it would have to be... It'd have to be really adventurous, like, <laughs> you know? Mm, for it to be, like, yeah. real good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... And for me, like, I'm, I'm someone who's like, yo, good people make good conversation. Yeah. Good people break good spaces. Yes. Like, you can be in a dungeon, but when you're with the right people, it turns into a penthouse. Yes. You know what I mean? Ooh. So I'm just like, honestly, <laughs> take me somewhere. Now, I, anything with wine. 
anything mm, with wine. You know yes, I'm a wine lover. Yes, yes, so yes. So perhaps, perhaps I'll say briefly here, take me to Niagara on the Lake, Keller hey, hey. Estates mm-hmm. in the summertime, leaning, or even the fall time okay. where I can bring on my lights, boots, okay. my colors, my burgundy, <laughs> my orange. Yes. Take me to Peller Estates Winery during the day and a nice dinner yes. at Baton Rouge oh. or some sort of black-owned business okay. where we can get some good food, good time, good conversation, jazz music in the back. Okay. Maybe a little bit of a poet poetry slam wow, we go girl. to. Performing arts. Fellas, if you were listening, <laughs> for the small amount of male listeners that we got, because I know it's mostly women. Do you hear this? Notes. <laughs> Take notes, baby. Do you see the criteria? About to get you, like, and submit resumes. All mm-hmm. resumes must be submitted she online. She single. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's so funny. All right, next question. What's the most courageous thing you've done? Whoo! Love myself. No, <laughs> truly. Honestly, in the current times, yes. yes. <laughs> Real talk. The most courageous thing I've ever done for me personally was to um, ooh, tell. I think. I think. Ooh, ooh, it's getting personal, girl. Mm. I'm trying to think. Do I want to say the thing that I could say and no one will read between the lines? Am I gonna be honest? Ooh. I think the most courageous thing I've ever done recent is allow myself to experience love while still healing. Mm. I think that is very that has That's been a good one. That has been the most courageous thing. Because it's hard when you're doing it while you're healing, girl. Girl. Because if you want to run away, there's this room. Do I stay? <laughs> You know, and I think I've always characterized courage by doing things that other people aren't willing to do, but I'm willing to do it a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I travel by myself. I go on vacation Ooh. by myself. I take myself out for dinner. Yes. I, like, I jump, one time I jumped off a bridge, I couldn't even swim. So I'm, I, I'm wild. Like, yeah. I will do anything. But I think for me, when intricate to who I am, yeah, like, opening up that space and, and, and just trusting mm. and, and surrendering yes. is bold. That Oof. that is, is I'm right there with girl. You. We we're, you're gonna come back. We're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> we will have to surrender in with Susan. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Final question. What's the most beautiful place you've ever been to? Oh my gosh. I feel like oh, I want to say Peller Estates Winery was oh that was divine. So gorgeous. Um, oh my goodness or was it Trinidad oh goodness the most beautiful place I've ever been to I've been to a lot of beautiful places (laughs) beaches like oh man but honestly I think this summer like Peller Estates I went with some of my homegirls they took me for my birthday oh that's nice it was so beautiful we sat outside in in the fall Mm. with heaters at the Peller Estates vineyard but looked out and there was just a field of wine there were a couple different colors but seeing the fall colors and God is such a beautiful designer, such a creative, like th- that that things could fall from all directions and still look like a masterpiece. Yeah. So we're sitting there having <laughs> dinner. We're having wine. Okay. We just finished our tour. The wind was blowing perfectly. The heaters were on. Our edges were laid. <laughs> and the, 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 the sunset, Chid, I'm getting married on a vineyard. Ooh. The sunset was unreal. And I've never been somewhere where there's so much like corporate activity taking on to a place around but yet you can just feel nature like you just mm. so that was so beautiful oh man all the that's beaches amazing. in cuba are also nice thing <laughs> Ooh. okay well those are all the questions i had for you but mm. can i put you on the spot real quick oh she's gonna do it <laughs> i feel like but what do i know but what do i know <laughs> so y'all crystal can also add a rapper freestyler <laughs> to her resume <laughs> 
She was doing a little freestyle before we hopped on the mic. She really so did before, that. So before we go, can you just, can you, oh, can you let them hear a little something, something? You, oh, you were rapping oh, earlier. You, oh. My girl was dropping bars. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got, oh, my goodness. Oh, <clears throat> okay. She want to, she want to, it has to be a freestyle. It can be something you wrote. It can be something you wrote. Oh, okay. 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to think like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just wrote a piece. Actually, this is a rap. This is a spoken word on sisterhood. That one took my heart. Mm. Okay. Um. Okay, give me a beat. Ooh, okay. Give me a beat. In the studio with Chid Suzanne. What do I know? And we do it on demand. We didn't have anything written, but we have a plan. She got the questions and I ran off the ram. And you know, we're here dropping bars, spitting wisdom. Want to come close, better head it to the kingdom. Ask the Lord for all of the wisdom, experiences, and trial. Because you know we always with it. Ooh, stop. Ooh, subscribe. Hit her on Twitter, Instagram, on the live. Spot to five. Listen on movies. Got a Google Play because you know that's how we do it. That's how we do it. Whoa, <laughs> yo, nah, your local, your local rappers are scared. Your favorite rapper, she- <laughs> Jay-Z, you have 24 hours to Girl, respond. <laughs> this girl's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> Don't let me bring, I need to come up with my rap name. <laughs> I'm about to challenge all these guys. Yo, what? <laughs> Versus next week. Love That's, it. Oh man, thank you so much for joining Crystal. It has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Always you. a pleasure. Oh, I can't wait, girl. It's, oh. You're amazing. I'm so excited to see where this podcast takes oh, you. Me too, girl. Thank you. Well, that is it we are at the end of this episode thank you for listening to my conversation with crystal on mentorship and can i just say i hope you all had a journal i hope you had a notebook something to write down all the gems and tips that were dropped because crystal was just amazing and just shared such you know insight into mentorship with us so you know if you want to connect with crystal or the My Sister's Keeper Mentorship Organization. I will have all the information in this episode description, so be sure to check there to connect with Crystal or the organization directly. Be sure to share this episode with someone who you think is looking for a mentor, interested in mentorship, doesn't know if they need a mentor, but you probably think they might, you know, share with all your people. You know, we're all about you know, sharing and community over here. So, you know, make sure that you are sharing this with someone you think needs it the most. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, giving us some good reviews on whatever platform you're listening to. And finally, have a great rest of your week. Take care of yourself, you know, prioritize your rest, prioritize your well-being. And I will talk to you all real soon. Bye for now. Bye.